This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 22, Cut the Crap. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful that you're here. This episode is going live on December 1st, 2020, which means for a lot of you, you're thinking about the next year and what you want to accomplish. And so many people at this time are looking at the next year with a childlike, dreamlike, fantasy world view, I think of, oh, well, in 2020, I'm going to do this. In 2020, I'm going to do this or whatever year it is that you're listening, right? Um, We always kind of look to the next year of, well, next year is going to be different. And that's great. And I love that childlike dreaming state. I think it's important for all of us to get there. But I think it's also important for us to be realistic too and to look at some of the things that are holding us back. Because If we're doing things like losing weight or getting the new job, starting the business, improving the relationship, whatever goal you have in mind, we also need to look at what is it that's holding us back from getting that? Because why haven't we gotten it before? And so sometimes it's external things like, well, maybe we just haven't had the clarity to know we want to go after that goal, or we haven't had the time. And so now we're making the time or we have the money, but sometimes and many, many times it's something that's going on with us and something that we're putting up with either in our relationships or with ourselves, that needs to go. So today we're going to talk about that crap. We're going to cut it out and I'm going to teach you three practices to implement specifically to cut the crap in your life so you can make your goals happen for 2020 and beyond. So today's episode is going to be a little bit hard, I must admit. We're going to talk about some hard things but that's why you're here. You're here to grow and to get better and stronger. You know that everything in life isn't just easy peasy. It is hard at times. And so today we need to take a good hard look at your life and the things that can be holding you back. I've been doing this naturally every year about this time in the fall season. I spend my time really looking at myself and looking at what I want for the next year and thinking, okay, what is it that I need to cut in essence to make this happen. So I'll give you an example is something I'm really working on is improving my marriage. And it's not that our marriage is bad. It's just been kind of mediocrely okay for a while. And it had been really great. And granted, it's very common after you have a child that it gets like this, I know. But I've been really looking at myself and I've hired a relationship coach for me and my husband to really analyze what is it that's holding us back from having one of those amazing, exceptional marriages. 
And it's been hard. I've had to really face some, you know, quote unquote demons in essence in myself and some of the behaviors I'm doing to change and to get better. And I've in essence had to cut the crap, right? So you've got to do that too, my friend. And so again, three practices today we're going to cover on how you can do that in your life. So let's jump into it. Number one, the number one practice to cut the crap in your life is to cut out activities you don't want to do, but you're doing them anyway. And this could be big things like activities you're committed to every single week to smaller things, just little bitty things you're doing throughout your day that maybe take even just five or 10 minutes, but they make a bigger impact on you throughout the day. So an activity you can do here is to just sit down and kind of write out an average day. What time are you waking up? How are you feeling when you wake up? If you're not waking up with a lot of energy, well, why is that? Is it that you're scrolling your phone? Is it that you're staying up late to talk to somebody when you really should be getting sleep? Is it that you're getting up with a child and it's really time to kind of cut the cord on that one? That's my, I'm raising my hand on that one. There's so many different things to look at as to why you're waking up tired, right? So we could easily just start there and go from there, but let's keep going. So then after you wake up, what are you doing? Are you, do you have a morning routine that you love? And if you don't, how come? Why don't you have a morning routine that you love? If you want to do things like, you know, meditate or pray or journal or work out or whatever it is, even just say gratitude in the morning, what is stopping you from doing that? And then just keep going throughout your day and think about every little thing that you're doing and ask yourself, is this something that I really don't want to do, but I'm doing it anyway? And I'll walk you through my life. So I typically wake up around seven, usually 637, and I wake up tired. And the reason I have been waking up tired is I have been getting up with the baby and he's not really a baby anymore. He's 19 months at the time of this recording. And when I just did this exercise last week before I recorded this episode, this past week, I have gone back to being more firm with him at night and doing a little sleep training. And it's been great. Like he slept through the night last night. He basically slept through the night the past two nights before that. And that's all I needed to do was kind of set that boundary and get back into this flow state of waking up refreshed again. So that already has made a huge impact in my life from just doing this exercise. So I'm already seeing the benefits. But then as I kept going throughout my day and wrote it out, at 7.15, I'm usually getting up and having to pull my daughter out of bed. There was a period of time when she was getting up on her own, getting ready, making her lunch. But for some reason, we've gotten into the cycle again of me making her lunch, me really having to pull her along until we get out the door in the mornings for school. And that's not okay. So I'm having to set that boundary again with her, right? And then as my day went on, there's just these little things sometimes that I was doing that I just didn't want to do. Like there's a couple activities that my daughter's involved in and I'm carting her all around town to do that. And it's really kind of pushing her along. Like she doesn't really want to do drums every time. It's like, mommy, I don't really want to go. And then she goes and she's glad she is. But why? Why am I the one that's like pulling her along? It's not even enjoyable for me to go and do those things. So again, I'm just looking at every little thing that I'm doing in my life and cutting it out. And there are a couple things, you know, with relationships with people of letting somebody text me certain things. I just 
don't allow it or I don't respond to it and I just move on. Um, and they get the message pretty clearly that I don't want to respond to those kinds of texts. So um, just look in your own life. You know, it can be as little as being in a conversation longer than you want to be or talking about something with someone that you don't want to talk about. That can be very draining for people, especially for women. And they just feel like they need to be nice and do that. But what's the cost of that? A lot of times it's costing your energy. It's definitely costing you your time. And then you're not going after your goals like you want to because you're doing all this crap that doesn't really add to a fulfilling life for you or for anybody else. All right, my friends. So again, cut out the activities you don't want to do, but do them anyway. And as you're doing this exercise and writing out your day, watch out for the shoulds of, well, for example, I'll give you another in my own life. Well, my daughter doesn't really like to go to drums but she should get some music in there. That's really great for her brain. And you know, it's not that big of a deal. That's what I was telling myself as I was doing my own exercise. Right. And then I realized, no, catch the should. I should not have to take her with that kind of attitude. Right. If she was all gung ho, she loved drums. Great. Let's go. This is awesome. Like she loves volleyball and it's kind of a pain for me to take her there as well. But her love of it makes me want to take her because I see a passion in her versus me just dragging her along, right? So again, watch out for your own shoulds. Really make sure you write out every single thing you do. This is hard for women. We have this thing called the invisible to-do list. I've brought it up in another podcast episode and we just, you know, do some things in our world every single day that we don't even realize we're doing. So really sit down and think about what is it I'm doing every single day and take away those things that you don't want and add in instead the things that you do. Got it? All right, so that's number one, cut out of activities you don't wanna do, but doing them anyway. Number two on the practices that you can cut out the crap in your life so you can accomplish your goals is it's time to cut out some of your own crap. Yes, you are sabotaging yourself in many ways in your own mind. I want to just make it very clear to you, and this is again, going to be kind of hard for you to handle is you are very rarely the victim in your life. Every once in a while, you may be a victim in big ways, right? But in your day-to-day everyday life, you're not really the victim. You're making choices every single day toward either your goals or you're making choices away from your goals. And I was dished this little nugget of wisdom when I was going through my divorce. I went to a class called Divorce Care. It's really popular within churches. Um, and it was a great free community for me for about three months as I was going through my divorce. And in one of the classes, the video said, you know, you really need to look at yourself, not only as somebody who needs to heal, but also as somebody who contributed to this divorce, no matter what has happened, no matter how bad your spouse acted, you need to be looking at yourself as well. And that was hard for me to handle because in my situation, if you don't know that story, my partner was living a double life with another woman and had completely lied about it for a year and all this stuff. And I sat there and I was so mad that they had said that, but I was still open to the idea of, okay, well, what am I doing to contribute to these kinds of relationships? Because I don't ever want to go through this again. And I certainly don't want to pass this pattern down to my daughter for her to go through this. 
And um, I saw that there were definitely some things I was doing that was sabotaging myself and sabotaging my relationships. And it took me out of that victim mode where I'm helpless and hopeless, right? To a place of empowerment of, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to look at these behaviors and I'm going to change them. And as uncomfortable as this is, and as hard as this is, I'm going to face it and I'm going to do the work to cut this crap in my life. And that's what I did. And so I really want you to start to do that with yourself of, you know, if you're kind of blaming external things in your life, well, it's my husband or my job or my kids or my childhood and all of that stuff. Yes, we all have crappy things in life that hold us back, but you always, always have a choice. Now you may think you don't, you may say, well, I have to go to my job, Lindsay, because I have to pay the bills. And you're right. You, you do want your job to pay the bills, right? But you still have a choice in that. You could choose to quit and not pay your bills. You could choose to not show up anymore, but you're still making that choice to go because you're choosing to pay your bills over quitting your job. And so it may not sound fun and nice to hear that, but it's the truth. And if you don't want to go to that job anymore, well, that's on you. And you may think, well, maybe I need some sort of certifications or something else, or my community doesn't have the job that I want. Again, you are making that choice. You are making the choice not to go get those certifications. You are making the choice not to move. And that's okay. It's completely fine if you'd rather stay where you are for certain reasons, or you don't want to pay the money to go get those certifications or go to college or whatever. But again, you're making that choice. You are not the victim. You are empowered, my friends. You're an empowered choice maker. So stop telling yourself those kinds of stories. That's just not true. And we can easily say here, oh, the patriarchy, the patriarchy is screwing us. And the research has shown, yes, you know, most times women don't get paid as much as men. Most times women are discriminated against and certain things are happening because of that. But I really believe deep down that's because as women, and I'm saying this just generally as a whole, we've allowed that kind of stuff to happen. We've gone in with these beliefs about ourselves that we're not as worthy or we're not there. And if we change our mindset around the way that we need to be treated, then the whole game changes. And this goes back to something the um, life coach school teaches called the model. And I am not a student of theirs, just a, a follower. But in their model practice, they talk about how our thoughts create everything. They create our feelings and they create our actions and our results. A lot of times we think our circumstances creates our life of, you know, for example, go back to the job thing. Well, I just have this crappy job. No, that's a circumstance, my friend. If you had a thought process of, I can easily find a new job. I am worthy of new pay or a new position or whatever. If you have those thoughts, you're going to have feelings of things like empowerment and joy and um, go-getterness. I don't know if even that's a word, but you are going to go and you're going to do those things and that's going to create some amazing actions on you. Like you're going to be applying for jobs and you're going to be going in with a high energy and people are going to be gravitating towards you and that's going to create new results in your life. But if you go into your job of my life stinks, I'm never going to leave here, this is all I can get, that's what you're going to feel like. And those are the actions you're going to take and the results you're going to get are probably you're going to stay stuck in your job. You know, I hear so many times from people of, you know, how did you go from having this horrible divorce, Lindsay, and creating this pattern of dating basically narcissist after narcissist to now having the marriage that you have. 
And I'm a little perplexed because I just think, well, because I always believed that I could have that. I always knew that that kind of person was out there and that's what I deserved. And it's so funny when I have clients or just encounter people in my personal life and they don't have those beliefs and they're just continually staying stuck with another jerk after another jerk because they haven't done the work yet or haven't created the beliefs yet to make that happen. All right, so I really want you to start to think about the BS in your own mind. And if you need help with this, you know this is my area of expertise is helping women find what is going on in their minds to hold them back and change it. We do exercises like their top 10 timeline of their top 10 worst memories and how those impacted their belief system about the world and what we need to do to change that. Because many times we're just handed down this belief system from our parents and from things that happened in our childhood when we had a very highly emotional brain that was just programming things that didn't make sense. You know, like I said, in many other podcast episodes and within my courses, I had these beliefs that my body was gross and nasty, and that was impacting the way I was dating because I didn't think I was pretty. And that came off of something that happened so silly in the seventh or eighth grade with a boy. I mean, how silly is that? And you have those same things until you go in and you start to analyze them in a different light and reprogram those beliefs. And it's really important too, that you know about the voice of your inner mean girl or the voice of the ego is what they call in the psych world and how she's impacting you. She's the one that's criticizing and wanting perfection and doubting and all of those things. A lot of people just think, oh, well, that's just me. I just am critical or I'm just perfectionistic or I'm a people pleaser or this or that. Well, you may be right now, but you don't have to be forever. You can change those thoughts. You can change those ways of thinking you have to go in there and do the work to do that. So ask yourself really clearly how you're holding yourself back. As I said earlier in this podcast, you know, I'm working on my own marriage and improving it and taking it to this like nine, 10 marriage where people are just like, wow, they have an amazing marriage. And I'm really having to look at my own crap of how I'm holding myself back, how I avoid in certain instances and how I kind of pull away from my partner out of safety. And those things are our beliefs that have been passed down to me from behaviors of many generations of women in my family that I'm looking at now and saying, hey, I don't want to be like that anymore. I'm stuck and I need to figure out how to get unstuck. And that requires me looking at the beliefs that are going on in my mind. And I've got to cut that crap out and really do some heavy work here to make it happen because it just feels so ingrained in me to do these certain behaviors. But I know I'm going to get to the other side and I'm going to get create great results from that because I've done this kind of work before. So if you haven't done any kind of mindset work or belief work or whatever you want to call it, I really encourage you to try it because this is what's going to really change your life because just changing your mind alone is going to help you cut out the activities that you don't want to do and cut out some other things that we're going to talk about here in a minute in the podcast. It really is the core of everything in your life is what you think and what you feel about yourself and about others in the world is the result you're going to create. So it's very powerful, powerful stuff. All right. So just start to ask yourself, what BS do I need to cut out? And if you have BS, it's it's really just a place where you're just kind of feeling stuck of, okay, I've you know done really well in my career and now for whatever reason, I can't up level anymore. Why is that? I don't understand. Well, you've got some mindset issues. 
You know, just like I said with my marriage, why is it that I can't get it better? Well, I've got some mindset things I need to clean up. It's just a part of life. People start to shame themselves sometimes with that or, you know, feel bad about it. And it's just, it's just the way our brain works, my friend. You're just going to be a smart cookie by going in and doing that mindset work to go and change it. I mean, you're going to be ahead of the game. That's why so many people are like, well, it's my job. My job can't get me out of this. Or, you know, I just don't have that or this or that. It's like, no, my friend, you just haven't done mindset work. So let's just call it what it is. You're just not wanting to look at your mind and how your mind is creating your results. You want to blame everybody else and everything. And remember, we are not the victim of our lives, right? Okay, so that was number two of cutting the crap in our life so we can make our goals happen for 2020. The last thing I want to talk about today is cutting out the bad relationships. And this one's pretty obvious, right? We want to cut those draining relationships, relationships that are no longer serving us. And it's easier said than done, right? Sometimes we know a relationship is draining. Like it is so obvious that that person is somebody we don't need to have in our lives. But sometimes it's a little bit tricky, especially if they've been in our lives for a while and especially if they're family and we feel like we can't cut them out. So how do we handle that? Well, it's, let's kind of back it up for a second before I get into how to go in and cut those relationships. Let's talk about some of the questions I can see people asking me of, well, Lindsay, how do you know it's a relationship you need to cut? Because I'm introverted and some of my friends are extroverted and they're just inviting me to things and I feel really drained by it sometimes. And I want to just go back to the number one practice we talked about, which is cutting the things you want to, you're doing that you don't want to do anyway. If you're going out with them, more than you want to go out with them, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's just you don't need to hang out with them as much and then see where that takes you. Because I know I have some extroverted friends and I'm constantly saying no to stuff. But when I do go out with them because it's activities that I want to be doing with them, I enjoy it with them. It's just I can't hang as much as they can hang because I'm introverted. So ask yourself, when you're going out and hanging with them, are you glad that you went? Are you glad that you're still with them? Okay, because it may just be an activity issue at the end of the day that you're just doing too much. The second thing, if somebody comes to me and says, well, Lindsay, it's family and I'm not really sure if I can cut them out because I really want them involved. And listen, I get it. I have family members the same way. And I have made the decision that I just have very strong boundaries with a couple of family members because I have learned to accept and love them as they are, which is they are generally unhealthy people. So that is what has kept it healthy for me as I know, okay, if I go and spend this smaller amount of time with these people, it will stay healthy. And if it, we go beyond that amount of time of people or time with them, it normally goes unhealthy. And so I just know kind of my limits there. And I know when certain conversations happen, I just don't play into that. Um, otherwise it kind of goes down a rabbit hole where it very easily becomes unhealthy. And I know there are certain behaviors that I have with them that if it happens, then I'm out. I just leave because that behavior is not okay. So again, I have very strong boundaries with that. Now, somebody, I can see somebody asking to me, Lindsay, I want to cut our relationship, but what if it's me? What if I'm the problem here? What if they're a great person? I just don't know how to handle great people. And again, I totally get it. Like when I have been with my husband, he is such an amazing person. And so many times I feel like I was the one self-sabotaging that. 
And so it's just really important that you know how to manage your mind. So you do things like journal or you have a coach that you can get coached on with certain things. I can't tell you how many times I've coached with my coach on my husband of, is this me or is this him? What is this? I don't understand Um, because I'm just not used to having a lot of healthy relationships. And I have seen this a lot with my clients. They haven't had healthy relationships with their parents or siblings or uh, spouses, whatever. And so when you get a healthy relationship, you ask yourself, is it me? Is it them? I don't know. So that's where mindset work is really important. Then I can see other people asking me, well, I can't decide. I can't decide if I want to cut the relationship or not. And I just want to suggest there, play around with it. Go maybe spend some time away from that person and see how you're feeling. And then if you go back and hang out with them again, see how you feel after that, and just continually try and test it out and test the waters of if you want to keep that person at all. Um, and just kind of, again, it's, it's a testing game. You're studying yourself like a scientist is what I always tell my clients, because sometimes you don't know. And so you just need more information to decide if you want to cut the relationship or not. And then I can see people asking me, but what if the relationship changes, Lindsay? Yeah, right now it's probably a relationship I need to cut, but it could change. And I have to say this, as somebody who loves to help people and to help develop people and believes very much so in the best of everybody, you have to take people for who they are, especially if you've never seen that side of them before. So, you know, for somebody who was really great and then maybe they're having a hard time now, I can understand staying in the relationship because they could go back to that old way of being. But if you've never seen that greatness in the person and they're not actively working on themselves, it's just probably not going to happen. And so you've got to, again, take them for who they are and make the decision in the now of, am I going to either love and accept this person as is, or is it time for me to let it go with love and grace? Um, It doesn't have to be this huge, big blow up, right? Of just cutting the relationship because it's just not serving you anymore. So just really start to ask yourself if that's, you know, what you want to do. And maybe some people want to wait it out and that is totally okay. You're the master of your life here, right? You're the one in the control seat. So you get to decide, but just make sure you're making authentic, strong choices. And then too, I just want to bring in there because so many people don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. And when I went and I did a little research of it, here are some telltale signs. And the first is, do you have trust and do you have security in that relationship? Because if you don't have those things, nothing else really matters. And that's what all the research backs up is if you don't have that safety, security, that dependability in that relationship where you feel you can trust that person, then I mean, nothing else really matters. You can't build love and connection off of that. It's just, it's really the foundation of any relationship. And you may have had a relationship where the trust was compromised. And so you need to go in and do that work with that person. Um, if you want to keep that relationship to maintain that, because if you can't trust the people around you, then what's the point, right? And then of course, if you have that trust and security, um, above that of just being able to love and accept the person as they are. So you're able to listen and understand with empathy. You can agree to disagree. You have openness and vulnerability. You have healthy boundaries with one another. And so that's a sign of a really great relationship of just having those things. 
Okay. So if you do know that you need to cut a relationship, I do suggest you do it in a very loving and kind way. And maybe sometimes it's just gradually distancing yourself from somebody. Um, but you know, again, this is where maybe working with a coach like me or somebody else can help you kind of, um, make those decisions. Like I helped a client recently cut out a family member and that was a decision she wanted to make and she knew she needed to make that. And we played with different options of how to do that uh, for a couple of weeks so that she could decide that, okay, this is definitely the way I want to do it. And this is definitely what I want to say. And she definitely wanted to cut that person out very in a black and white way. So we did that. Um, and so sometimes we just need that little handholding or help to get us to do those things. So not the most fun episode today. I know we're cutting all the crap out of your life, but man, when you cut that crap, woo wee, it feels so light. You feel free. You feel like you're creating so much goodness and action in the world because you're before you've been carrying all this weight that you didn't even know you were carrying around. And so now, you know, once you cut that crap, you're just kind of woo, out there able to just go and make your goals happen in a really fun and easy way. And this is where you see people just start to build a very strong momentum in life um, because they've kind of gone in and done some behind the scenes work of either their mindset or cutting out relationships or cutting out activities. And then all of a sudden it's just like they're a butterfly and they've bloomed and they're moving and they're grooving. And um, again, it's very important you go in and cut this crap, my friend. You can go out and you can make your goals happen with whatever weight you're carrying on your back, but it's just going to be so much harder and it's not going to feel as good. So hopefully today you have some takeaways of cut of crap you need to cut in your own life. That's a mouthful, my goodness. Um, and I'm just so appreciative you're here and you're listening and you're doing this work that is sometimes uncomfortable, but so needed to be the best person that you need to be. Because when you are the best person in life, then the world thrives off of that. And you inspire so many people to go out and be their best selves and create their best life. And then all of a sudden, everybody is peaceful and happy in the world, right? <laughs> one day, right? So thank you again for tuning in today's episode. If you have not left a review for the show, please go do so, especially if you're on Apple podcasts. I would love to hear from you. Those reviews are the things that keep me going to make this show happen. And of course, hearing from you either via email, or if you reach out to me on my website and take my free coaching assessment, let me know you have been listening to the podcast because otherwise, if I don't get any feedback about the show, I just think, well, nobody's listening and maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. So I always love your feedback and I can't wait to hop on for the next episode in a few weeks. It's actually going to be another solo episode instead of an interview. And we're going to be talking more about goals and things that I encourage you to do as you step into the next year or your next round of goals whenever you're listening to that episode. So until next time, my friend, remember you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.